0: This is Deep Dive, WFHB and Limestone Post investigate, where we look into issues regarding health, housing, and the environment that directly impact residents of Monroe County. This month, we are looking into the housing crisis. Next month, we will address possible solutions.
1: The lack of affordable housing in Bloomington leads to a higher risk that someone could experience homelessness. It can take months to find a new place in Bloomington. WFHB's very own general manager, Jar Turner, struggled to find a new place to rent in this competitive housing market. Back in March of 2022, his house was sold and the new owners didn't want to take on tenants. Turner realized that he had to be diligent if he was going to find somewhere to live in this town that was a good fit for him and was in his price range.
2: In the beginning of March, I decided that I really needed to be really aggressive about a house because just prior to that, um, I had a house that I really wanted, and it was just like gone. Mm -hmm. It was gone before it hit the market. It was gone before I had a sign in the yard. Just happened to be my neighborhood, and I was walking by the house. By I was walking in the neighborhood, and I walked by a house, and I literally thought. Why can't I just get a house like that? Like it's very simple. It's actually kind of nice. It's like really nice. And I went home and just looked on Zillow randomly and that house was available.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like of all the houses, yeah, like a you summer. know, I've never really I don't really go around looking at houses, like I wanna rent that specific house. Mm-hmm. And it was available. And I immediately like was like, oh wow. And so I put in a tour request and my 20 year old kid was at the house. And I was like, come check out this house. It's just like, it just so happens that this house yeah. that I just walked by and randomly thought I want to live there is available for rent. So I had, uh, I was like, let's go, let's go see it. And then when we were like walking in the neighborhood and we were going to look at it or like cars parked All around, immediately you're like, okay, this house is gone. They're showing the house right now as we speak. And sure enough, that was the case. It was available, like, it was gone that day. And that was like a gut punch. So I was like, all right, I gotta be really aggressive about this, I can't just like take it personally and like be emotional about it. I have to really make this a sport. And so I created a spreadsheet and Uh, just contacted every house that fit my criteria. It had to have at least two bedrooms. It had to have uh, at least a 1,000 square feet, 1,200 preferably. And it had to be close enough to uh, the downtown and to the university so that my partner and my kid who don't drive or have cars could either bus or walk.
1: Turner attributed the lack of availability to the amount of land available in Bloomington and shared that he thinks the way forward is to build taller. Forrest Gilmore
0: is the executive director of Beacon Incorporated, an anti-poverty organization that aids and empowers people experiencing extreme poverty, including hunger and homelessness. Gilmore said that the lack of affordable housing increases the chances that an individual can experience homelessness.
3: I mean, it's it's the number one reason that people experience homelessness is affordable housing and uh, being able to afford where we live. People being able to afford where they live. So, so yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, equally so. Affordable housing and the ability, you know, being able to afford um, rent is a huge problem. One of the biggest gaps we have uh for housing is for people experiencing what what we might describe as extreme poverty people who um you know have income at less than what's called 30 percent of our area median income and that we have almost no um housing available uh for people in that income bracket um that the, the price ranges are just too high and uh and so what ends up happening is people try and move into more expensive housing um, and they either end up homeless, homeless or they end up uh, living in you know, unsafe conditions or living doubled up or, or just putting themselves financially at risk for a major you know, uh, housing problem down the road. So, uh, so yes, absolutely. Um, getting housed is, uh, is incredibly difficult um, in our community.
0: In our recent episodes, we shared that Keelan Walzer's experience having to move from a mold-infested rental, she shared that she lived with her mother until she found a new place to rent from. Her mother was her backup or safety net. Gilmore explained that a lot of individuals who end up at Beacon have used up their safety nets, and then they face the very real probability that they will become homeless.
3: This may surprise some people, but most people experiencing homelessness don't come directly to the homeless service system, uh, right away after losing their housing. They often, um, you know, have resources, they have family resources, they have financial resources, and they use those all up friends resources. They use those all up, uh, as much as they can, um, to keep themselves from becoming, uh, you know, from entering the shelter system or worse. And so, um, so that's that's really common. So by the time we see somebody, they often have been homeless for quite a while already, uh, and then they, um, you know, are, are have exhausted many of their their resources. But that that safety net is often that first thing that people turn to when they become homeless, and we generally don't see people until that's gone.
0: Gilmore shared that since he started doing this work a little over a decade ago, it has become harder and harder to get individuals back into housing due to the lack of affordable units available.
3: One thing I'll, I'll just make note of is that, you know, I've been doing this work for about 13 years now. And when we started doing this work, we didn't have a lot of resources for people to um, help support their rent and sub- subsidize their rent when they were disabled or had trouble, you know, affording the rent. Um But we could always find a place for someone to live. There was always, almost no matter what, we could at least find some place to live if they could find the money to afford it. Now, 10, 13 years later, uh, we're in a very different situation where we we are routinely unable to find housing for people at all, that there's just not enough, even when we have financial support uh, for those folks. um, We don't even have enough money to... We don't have enough uh, housing to... um, to actually support people uh, in the rate in you know in the price ranges that they need uh, to be able to live and succeed long term. so that's that's a significant change just in a, a little over a decade. Um, and I think it's important to realize that 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 our community uh, from a housing standpoint is getting worse uh, substantially. and uh, despite all the conversation and talk about affordable housing and how important it is, the efforts that we're using as a community have not uh, turned the tide um, in a positive direction. It's actually getting, getting worse.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
3: um, you know, I, I think there's a, um, there's a common thing that happens in communities like ours uh, all across the country and uh, with respect to homelessness. And that what happens is we tend to have um, uh, a well-educated uh Fairly well-paid population that is very interested in the community, loves the community, wants to live here, um, buys up much of the housing, and um, and because their their salaries and income are quite good, um, the housing market tends to be um, really difficult for anyone who isn't being paid as well for them. We have that that population of well-paid, often well-educated folks, often have a strong need for a population that is um, in the service industry. So um, things like restaurants and deliveries and um, uh, gosh, just cleaning and maintenance and uh, things like that that actually don't pay as well. And so so there's a combination of people being paid very well that bumps up the prices of everything. vert plus a a, a strong need for kind of a service industry. Uh, Population, those two things combined create a really significant housing problem. And Bloomington's got that uh, in spades.
1: One key factor about homelessness is that the odds are often stacked against individuals who experience it. Back in 2020, Noel Herhusky Schneider and Stephen Hunt interviewed Sean Bueller and Kirsten White, who at the time worked at Beacon running the Monroe County Isolation Center they provided insight into the reality of homelessness, how the systemic issue is, and how easy it can be to become homeless.
0: Really, like, I just got to know people in my community who were unhoused, and um, I gained some really close friendships, and it was a really, um, I don't know, just, I, I think it, it really taught me at a really young age that Homelessness is something that truly anyone can be affected by, like there is no stereotype for it, really, Um, when you take into account that 80% of the time someone's not experiencing chronic homelessness, they're experiencing um, all forms of homelessness that exist.
2: If you really want to learn about the woes of American society, you can pretty much learn about all of them in your local homeless shelter because it's Poverty, it's mental health, it's addiction, it's racism, sexism, uh, bigotry—all of that melting melts into this thing we call yeah. homelessness. Mm-hmm. And that those are that's just scrapes the surface, choice, yeah. But it, when you're involved in it, you can learn about all of that, and it gives you sort of a one-stop shop to a certain extent into really learning about a lot of the ways
0: that America still is not great mm-hmm. and have things that we all need to work on. Dr. Jill Pabble is a professor in the Interior Architecture and Design Program at Florida State University. Dr. Pabble is also the Project Lead for Design Resources for Homelessness, an online source for research-informed guidance regarding the design and construction of facilities for people experiencing homelessness. She explained how easy it is for someone to become homeless.
4: I I met a woman once who lived in a shelter with her newborn child, and as I interviewed her, I came to find out she had just completed her law degree at Florida State University. And she was in the shelter because she had a falling out with her family and had nowhere else to go. And all she wanted to do was tape her diploma to the wall to remember what she used to experience. It's like, so with that moment, that was my, oh my gosh, moment, you know, there's only two or three steps separating this person from me. And it can happen to just add about anybody. I've met people that own 20 acres of land who are homeless. I've met movie directors who are homeless. Um, Some well-known actors have been homeless. Um, Mm -hmm. Ellen DeGeneres, Kelsey Grammer, um, and others have been homeless. Cindy Poitier was homeless.
0: Dr. Pavel noted that many societal factors can lead to homelessness. She said that society needs to rethink how to address this issue.
4: You know, society doesn't change or turn on a dime, but I think we're starting to confront the fullness of the situation. Really, homelessness is kind of the culmination of so many societal ills, poverty, racial discrimination, violence, you know, substance abuse, dependency, you know, all kinds of things sort of come and revolve around or a consequence of being homeless. So we've got a tough nut to crack here, but that doesn't make the need to do so any less.
1: According to the National Low Income Housing Coalition, There's a shortage of more than 7 million affordable homes for the nation's 10.8 million extremely low-income families. The NILHC says that there's not a state or county where a resident working full-time at a minimum-wage job can afford a two-bedroom apartment. The Cough Society is an informational resource meant to reduce suffering related to homelessness. The resource explains that one of the root causes of homelessness is the lack of available low-income housing units. Because there is an insufficient amount of low-income housing units available in the United States, landlords can get away with upcharging rent prices. The paper written by homelessness expert Kyle J. Cassidy explains, quote, The housing market is based on supply and demand. The less supply of available affordable housing units in the area the more landlords can get away with charging unaffordable costs because people have no other choice but to pay it, end quote. According to the Bloomington housing study done in 2022,
0: if Bloomington continues to grow at a steady rate of 1%, the population will reach just over 90,000 by 2030. The housing study reported that Bloomington would need to construct an average of 236 units per year, totaling to an additional 2,592 units by 2030. Tune in next Wednesday at 5 p.m. for a deeper dive into Monroe County's housing crisis, where we will start to address possible solutions. Also, keep an eye out for Limestone Post's next article, which will be available on their website on March 15th.